The Utah Jazz rally late in the third behind Jordan Clarkson, kick it into gear in the fourth, and run away from the Pacers despite a slight scare late. And the Jazz go to 2-1 and one on the road trip. Ron Boone and I are talking about it next on Postcast. It is Postcast. David Locke and Ron Boone with you as the Utah Jazz get their second win in three tries on this road trip. This time a 123-117 win over the Indiana Pacers. 29 for Jordan, 29 for Lowry tonight. Uh, this was a funky game. They trailed by six at the end of one. They led by two at the half. They fell behind in the third. Then Clarkson went. Well, Clarkson went. We had a Jordan Clarkson experience would be the way to say it. Three threes in the third quarter. At after old, getting, after, after he had and four, the turnovers. four turnovers in four minutes. I said five, but I think it might have only been four. Um, I think a fifth actually got deflected back to a Jazz player. And then it, we all know this. Like, sometimes when Jordan has that bad a stretch, it leads him to, like, click in. So he promptly hit three threes and got fouled on another for 12 points and led the Jazz to the lead. They led 89-88 going into the fourth. And early in the fourth, they just really took control of the basketball game in an impressive fashion. Well, if you get it back to Jordan, it's like he gets down on himself and down on himself and he starts hitting his thighs and, and grabbing his head and, and like, I know I just made a mental mistake, and I just this, and then he comes out of it. You know, he, he, he makes those threes, gets himself going, and all of a sudden the Jazz, you know, end up outscoring the uh, the, the Pacers in that quarter, or end up losing that quarter anyway by by one after, you know. It, but still, he just seems to get himself going there, and and probably made the big difference in that in that third period. The Jazz burst out to a twelve point lead early in the fourth, and that's what kind of won it. Colin Sexton and Tyrese Halliburton dueled Colin having 10 points in that quarter. Yeah, Colin all of a sudden starts getting to the basket there as well. And, and boy, he has just a burst of speed that's unbelievable. And what I've been more impressed with, I think, because I, th- I thought at the beginning of the season, watching him drive to the basket and trying to score over bigger defenders, uh, actually getting himself in trouble to the point where it, he just wasn't finishing at the beginning of the year. Things have turned around. I mean, he he gets high enough, and he's finishing at the rim, um, and and just getting a ton of layups strictly because of his uh, his ability to get to the hole. It's stunning to me how different this team is. I mean, not surprising we we moved four players, but it's a totally different team. Colin Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker basically played forty eight minutes tonight. They played fifty, but so they put two minutes. The two of them combined to go nine of twenty one. So our point guard's position is now taking twenty one shots a game. Mike was taking about seven. They combined for 13 assists between the two of them and 25 points. I mean, we're just a really – now, neither of these guys are natural passers or they're not naturally setting people up. But as they try to figure out how to play together, this is just a really different team with these downhill, aggressive, driving point guards. And I'm seeing something different in both of them. And, and Clark uh, Sexton probably has played that position a little bit longer, or even though he's a pass – I mean, he's a shoot first, pass second – you know, type of type of a point guard, but he does know how to get the ball to people. I didn't think we saw that in Tucker, but we're starting to see that he's thinking about it now, and and he's making the right plays. You know, he's coming off the bench. He had 18 minutes. He had seven assists in the ball game, and but he only had seven points. But that's you know, that's cool. I I think, but he's thinking. And knowing how, okay, if I'm going to get some minutes on the floor, I know how to do this. Well, his yeah. play to Abaji at the end of the quarter, which actually didn't convert a uh, rare corner three miss from Ochai, right. was really one of the nicer plays Taylor made all night long. Yeah, he drove real hard there, eyes out, looking weak side, and, and that corner three was over 
open on, on that uh, left side. And, and it's a good pass. It's a good play to a player that's been knocking down the corner three uh, consistently, you know, uh, for the last couple of months. Seemed like it was going to be another night of offensive rebounding worries. They allowed four offensive rebounds early in the first quarter. They allowed a fifth early in the second quarter, and then they allowed three for the remainder of the night, the Jazz actually secure the defensive glass tonight, Ron. Yeah, and, and, boy, and for the most part, David, they got some offensive rebounds there as well, thanks to Keller Olenek. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks to three. Simone Fontecchio <laughs> missed yeah, two threes so badly <laughs> no that they ricocheted out to the wing at about 18 feet where Olenek grabbed him. I said we got threes off both of them. Actually, I looked back. Sexton got it, turned it over on one of them, then we got a three off the other one. Um, on those two plays, but it was those rebounds were so awkward that we actually did pull those two to, to give us that chance. But to be, let's see, I think the Jazz had averaged somewhere around nine or ten for the most part earlier in the year, and, and then they start to struggle in that area. But it's good to see them back up to 11, um, even though uh, Walter Kessler only played 19 minutes tonight, and he was, he's been the one that's really helped spearhead those offensive rebounds. Walker got in a little bit of foul trouble tonight, and uh, they closed with Markinen and Olenek tonight along with Clarkson. And Sexton and Abaji, Ochai getting big minutes late and having to guard Tyrese Halbert. Yeah, that's a good experience for him. I mean, the sooner or later he's going to have a, um, a little scrapbook. If, I don't know if he keeps a mental scrapbook up. He writes things down about the, the strength of opponents that he's going to run into time and time again throughout the, throughout the league. So he'll know the, the strength of other players and know how to defend him. Now, true enough, you, you go through a, a shoot-around, you go through a game plan, this is what we want to happen. This is how we want to defend things. You have to, you know, go along and, and follow and, and, and do those things, but you still got to know when you you got a guy going one-on-one with you, you got to know his strengths. I'm, I'm not sure I totally know how the Jazz pulled away tonight. Do you have a feeling on the fourth quarter of, like, what happened at the <laughs> The, like we're kind of the Jazz made a bunch made stop making mistakes. They made a bunch of mistakes kind of early in the game that made you feel as though like gosh if you stop making those mistakes you could pull away. I mean you actually said that on the broadcast. So what do you think happened in that fourth quarter that went from up one to up twelve? They made eleven of sixteen shots. Oh that helps. <laughs> that helped. How to do it? The sixty-eight percent. So that that definitely uh, helped them pull ahead. They've done a few of that, a few of those recently, yeah. um, including making eleven straight the other night. So um, they do have a ten. They they have been able to get hot in a few circumstances and um, and be able to do that and, and make those. Is there anything you're seeing in that fourth quarter that's allowing them? I mean, they went and got Buddy Heald on an island a few times. They got Colin Sexton to the right hand. They they seem to be getting smarter and uh, of understanding of what they're trying to do in those possessions. I, I think as long as we see the good shooting percentages with this team, I don't think this is ever going to. I, I don't. I just don't think this is going to be a strong defensive team. Uh, I I think as long as we see good shooting percentages, we, we're going to be able to stay in ball games uh, tonight. What sixty eight percent in that third period, and and then. Almost 48% there in the fourth, you know, 10 or 21. I think those shooting percentages will keep you in the ball game. And I don't think I see anything special right now defensively. Uh, but, again, the game plan, defensive game plans are going to be the key for this team. I think, well, they were forward. able to get themselves tonight to a bunch of three-point shots, which they yeah. have not been able to get to in the previous game. So they found a way to find three-point shots tonight. The defense tonight, 
the final defensive rating. The question I've had this whole time is can they become a better defensive team? Was a still not very good. It was a 117 defensive rating, and frankly, Indiana's only a 113. So they have yet they they're winning these games offensively in Toronto and here. They have yet to figure out how to become a um, uh, an improved defensive team. Since the trade, they're 28th in league defensively, and tonight was another night that will kind of match up to that, yeah. that that level. I totally agree with that, yes. So their trail's trying to figure it out, uh, coming together a little bit to find that. I did want to make out one other point that's it's really interesting. I think, you know, I think everyone's pretty clear that Will Hardy knows how to coach. It's on the road we get to go to shoot-around and actually understand and see shoot-around. Um, at home we go to shoot-around and we have a little le- limited ability to see as much stuff. It's incredible to watch them run through the script of plays or things they're doing and then see them come to fruition in the game. There was a play today. They literally opened their script. They run about, Will on a given night will work between five to nine plays he thinks are going to be important for that upcoming day. I think today was about six. And the first one they worked on, they went to two or three times late for Colin Sexton and got something out of it. And then um, had a bunch of other times where they were exact plays that they were working on during the game to get what they wanted out of it. Yeah. It's it's amazing, <clears throat> and and you know we touch on this quite a bit. Is being able to, um, you know, coaches are pretty smart, and, yep. and and they not only are watching film, you know, they talk about situations out there and and, and how and come to an agreement on how uh, to take advantage of certain t- things out there on the floor, and and when they happen, they you know it's just it, it's amazing. Just it's all about coaching the game plan, executing it. Getting it done. Tip of the hat to Brian Bailey. There were a few things they specifically worked on in the shoot-around as well that were uh, items. I'm going to be a little obtuse here because I don't want to break confidence, but they had one or two things that I was actually a little surprised they did in shoot-around today, like one of the main things that they worked on and uh, that involved trying to slow down their second unit, and they did a really good job of slowing down their second unit um, and some of those plays that they worked on today. So tip of the hat to the coaching staff as well today. Um, just want to give you guys a little insight on that. Two stars, Ron Boone. Uh, I'm going to go with Tucker, and how about Kelly Olenek? This he hasn't had. Uh, this is probably one of his better ball games in in, in a while. Uh, he got 31 minutes tonight and had double digits. Had a double double for the most four, part. Four, four from three, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Taylor Horton Tucker, seven points, seven assists. Yes, and just think his floor game is really coming alive now. We could probably give this to Jordan Clarkson because he did get everything going there in that third period marketing who got things going there as well but just like the way tucker is starting to be uh, a little more of a playmaker and not a low percentage shot shooter time it's interesting. i was gonna go colin sexton plus mm-hmm. 10 tonight only two turnovers six assists seven to 14 jc's got the 29 but i don't think either of us can watch <laughs> right. that one stretch of basketball <laughs> out of her eyes um all right I was. I'll, I'll just have a little nod out there for Colin. Just I'm watching him emerge as a point guard, and Will emerging. Will's done a masterful job with using Colin to his strengths this year, and so it's fun to watch that happen. All right, that is our postcast tonight. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'll give you locked on jazz tomorrow. Sorry, it didn't happen today. It's all coming up uh, for you tomorrow from Memphis. Jazz win tonight over Indiana, one twenty three, one seventeen. Have a good one.